welcome, welcome, welcome. What episode are we on, Brian? Kinsey. Kinsey. Welcome to Marketing Instruments, episode Kinsey. Hey. Oh, we got the Harlem vibes going. We got the Harlem vibes going. I'm ready for somebody to give us a 16 bars, though. I don't know if it's the same episode. Come back another one. <laughs> no skills. A right solid there. 16 bars from Yes on Marketing Misfits would be nasty. Oh my yeah. god. Oh. In Spanish. In, In Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Marketing Misfits episode Kinsey. I am Mike Summers. Stu Cornelius. Goddess Rivera. Ryan Chappelle. Yes. Verna Coleman. Oh, we got a whole school bus in this motherfucker. Quit on school bus. Y'all right front or back? Back. Back. Front. Everybody like back. Verna was in the front. Verna was in the front. Verna was in the front. I need to be in control. I need to be directing folks. Not what you hooligans. Verna was in the front getting the look. No, I knew I had assets and people wanted to see. No, yeah. So I said, <laughs> Was this high school? What's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> different, podcast, different podcast, different podcast. <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> you want to sit in the day with a Barbie lunchbox talking Ooh. about assets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got this peanut butter and jelly sandwich for you now. <laughs> I definitely always sat in the back and I was wondering, like, is this hereditary? Like, why why, why am I naturally gravitating to this? predisposition <laughs> to sitting in the back. Yeah. And it now goes a, down. Because you have back. the option now. You have the option. So, yeah. It's like, I liked it back here anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it's right. not fun in the back. I want options. It it's like your iPhone. It's like, it does a lot of things. You don't use half the shit that your phone actually does. <laughs> nope. But you love the option that if you needed it that one time, out of the four years you got it, it's there. <laughs> I don't want to sit up there. I just want to know that I can You're sit right, up there. You're right, if I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'm really, really excited about today's episode, guys. Um, so, Marketing Misfits, episode, Keen Say. Um, 15? 15, 15 for those that don't know. Is that, is that the translation? Quinceañera. Yeah. Um, Quinceañera. Uh, what's, the, what's the yetter? Uh, it's like a party type thing. Yeah, that's it's what I thought. It's part of the word. Oh, that's like, it's like the bar mitzvah. Oh, well, yeah. For, it, uh, yeah. 15-year-old. Yeah. 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 Everyone's like, I'm not going to like, yes, you want to explain? Um, <laughs> Should <laughs> I explain? We're not going to look at yes. We're <laughs> <laughs> just me and Why are y'all having a moment over there? Like, Jesus Christ. Y'all take a break. We got this. Yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Guys, think about it. We're going to figure it out. Quince is 15. Yera is año. Yeah. Yeah. So 15, uh, 15, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah, they were trying years. to figure it out over there, and I was like, I don't think they're getting too far. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah. I, I don't even know about the party in the dress. That's all I know about. Yeah. I know about that. <laughs> that's all that's you about, need to know. That's all you need to know. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Get a little tiara. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little tiara. <laughs> tiara. Uh, no, I ain't, ain't going that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome once more. So, episode 15 of Mark Misses Podcast. Super excited. We have two. Amazing guests, and we're about to get into a really, really good topic talking about um, PNG's new commercial, The Look, that came out, kind of um, exhibiting black men in America and, and, and their lives and things they go through. Um, they. Um, the I was, yeah, I, I yeah, was yeah. Saying, You're not a we. we. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I was going to say him more so, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get into that. Um, so, special guest, uh, Verna, can you uh, let us know a little bit about yourself? 
Hey, everybody. This is Verna Coleman, and I am excited to be with the Marketing Misfits today. Um, party over here. <laughs> uh, brand marketer, traditional CPG train, now working in multicultural at Google. Great. And cool. then we have another special guest. Hey, ooh, I'm special. I love that. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody? I'm glad to be at the Marketing Misfits. My name is Goddess Rivera, the Global Director of Culture and Community at Twitter. <laughs> Sexy title. Tweet, I love tweet. it. Um, and I'm just really excited to be here today, too. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, the Marketing Misfits always have mad opinions. Um, but now we have, like, experts. <laughs> not, not mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we're, we ba- have. we're backing up our opinions. Exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. So we thought it would be good. Um, uh, I got on Twitter and had a rant about the look um, the other weekend. I mean, you had a rant on everywhere. So you had yeah, a rant oh, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you had a rant yeah, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn you yeah. had a rant on, no, I'm kidding. At home. True. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Right. In the bar, right. DJing. Yes. <laughs> Text out. message. On the new couch. It's a, a right. really upset light skin man wearing around. <laughs> um, so uh, after that, this led to this conversation. We wanted to uh, kind of dig into it on the Marketing Misfit podcast and talk a little bit about the look. Um, so first... We want to talk through the talk. Um, as Verna mentioned, she she worked on the talk at PNG. Um, and these, kinda... for those that don't know, these are, I would say, messages or ads from Procter and Gamble. So Procter and Gamble owning a lot of different brands that you guys probably have used either in the bathroom, in the bath, in the kitchen, around your house. Um, all of y'all use Tide. All of y'all use mm-hmm. Tide. So y'all have used Don. Yes. Y'all have used yeah. a yeah. bunch Bounce. of their brands. Bounce. 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 Charmin. Pantene. <laughs> and they are probably the one that's probably like created, quote unquote, what's known as brand marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess Bevel now too, huh? Mm-hmm. Bevel now, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Got some black brands in there. Shout out, Tristan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Got to. And, and uh, Vernon, before I play it, will you give us kind of like a 10-second setup of what we're about to, about to hear? Yeah, yeah. So the talk is a... Um, period piece that walks through what it's like for um, black women to experience and eventually prepare and protect their children from a world where there is racial bias or racism. Um, The work came about because we were relaunching My Black is Beautiful and recognized that black women were leading in so many areas. Uh, But one thing that we all still had to deal with were the impact um, and effects of Racism, And so we wanted to bring that to life and um, reflect that reality for all the black women that were out there achieving and overcoming all of these barriers and have been doing so for many decades. Wonderful. Dang. Cue it up, Mike. Okay. Go ahead and play on that thing, DJ. Who said that? The lady at the store. That is not a compliment. Listen. It's an ugly, nasty word, and you are going to hear it. Nothing I can do about that. But you are not going to let that word hurt you. You hear me? There are some people who think you don't deserve the same privileges just because of what you look like. It's not fair. It's not. Remember, you can do anything they can. difference is you got to work twice as hard and be twice as smart. Come straight home after practice. You got your idea? Yeah. Okay, so stop it. How's your review? We're good. You good? Yeah. You see? We're good. Okay. Good. Now, when you get pulled over. Um, I'm a good driver. Okay. Maybe. 
Hey, this is not about you getting a ticket. This is about you not coming home. I'm gonna be okay. Right? Okay, okay. Baby. It's not fair. But you keep showing up. You are not pretty for a black girl. You are beautiful, period. Okay? Don't ever forget that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Black Mamas is tight right there. <laughs> tight. So I had to lighten it up. Sorry, y'all. I was like real yeah. heavy. Um, it's still good, man. So like kind of kind of to dive into it, right? So Brian, can you explain what the Black is Beautiful platform is for yeah. those that don't know? So my Black is Beautiful is now an 11 going on 12 year old platform um, that was launched by a group of black women employees, uh, marketers who um, recognize the power of galvanizing community, uh, bringing black women together, and then ultimately using that platform as a, a consumer relationship platform um, to drive awareness of new products and product trial for um, extensions and, and new news that had come out. Um, as it grew over the years, it took a lot of forms uh, from, you know, festivals and casting contests and um, all out, you know, product sampling platform uh, to really one that was one of the largest social communities online um, way back in the Facebook days when you could really build without a ton of money uh, a whole a whole audience online. Um, and so at one point we were, you know, the biggest black woman community, uh, black women's community on Facebook, and all of our interaction was happening with um, positive affirmation and achievement and recognition, um, really from black women all over the world, but definitely from here in the U.S. And y'all took some W's home, so y'all took like a Cannes Lion home off this, right? Yep, yep, we've taken home about 140 awards. Wait, 140? I didn't know it was that many. That's wild. Oh, yeah. but, 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 but who's I counting? Why. I mean, but who's right. counting? Right. <laughs> Only the brand manager has right. the spreadsheets. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Points, it was over now. Yeah. It's over now. I know. It's all and it's and it's over. It's on to the next. But uh, like Stu said, it still hits hard because, mm-hmm. you know, the point of it was the truths that are represented. Hopefully, many of us have heard. Many of you. Uh, listening have heard, you know, have to be twice as good mm-hmm. to get half as far mm-hmm. pretty for a black girl as the mm-hmm. backhanded compliment. We tried to pick things that were pretty timeless and what um, black women and black people in general have experienced in terms of these microaggressions that, um, you know, really affect us and affect how we're, we're brought up ultimately. Yeah, moms were stressed. Like they was definitely y'all could definitely captured the stress of a black mother for sure. Oh, big stress. I've seen big that stress. face on my mom's mm-hmm. face. And, and I think just to, just to make sure everybody understands like the way of the situation, I, I would say like this definitely like cut through the social noise when it dropped. Like yeah. it was a big moment. Everybody saw it. I saw it. I'm not a, I'm not a black woman, but I'm I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> You're <laughs> not. No, no you don't say. <laughs> You're an ally. But exactly. I'm an ally. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, I think it, um, I'll just jump in too. Like, I think it cut through the noise with the consumer, but I was a black woman in advertising at the time. And I had the chance to be in Cannes when that 
piece won the Grand Prix. And so I think it, it not only kind of changed the face of the connection with the consumer, but also what could, what is imaginable, what we could reach for and the type of connections we have with different communities in the advertising community. So for us, the few of us that were there, um, and that's growing, I mean, I think it, it meant a lot to show advertising why this was important and why it could cut through. And so, for can for people that don't know, is like, you know, an awards... It's the Grammys for advertising. Yeah, Grammys yeah. for advertising. Perfect. Thank that you. Great. That's a one Perfect. Line. Grammys for advertising. Um, and a lot of the people that make a lot of the key decisions in marketing are typically there. So for yep. them to yeah. see us represented, understanding why that was important in the conversation around Can, I can only imagine like the context and the understanding they were able to procure. So I want to go deeper on that. So so why is it important, um, Verna, from like a not from being a black woman in there, but like how how does P and how does P and G identify it as being important for them? Like why does P and G as a corporation think it's important to put push out pieces like this? Yeah, I mean I think from the business side of things, we know that multicultural consumers, black women, Latina women, uh, you know, even black men in, in certain categories are really driving the growth of the business. And so it's important for our brands to be really relevant and to respect and reflect and, um, you know, bring to life what the brand means for that consumer, um, you know, whoever that is. And so knowing that there's business growth behind it, it was not a um, hard decision to support uh, an initiative that really reflected the black women's experience. And plus, we had been 10 years in market with My Black is Beautiful. So um, it was time to kind of rejuvenate it. Um, I'd say from a company standpoint, P&G is obviously one of the leaders in D&I, and so it was important for us to walk the talk externally um, and leverage the power of our employees to do that internally um, and make big noise in the advertising industry as the world's largest advertiser um, to put forth quality work, amazing partners um, who otherwise are, are rarely recognized in large uh, advertising forums. And, and when you were making this brief, who was the target? So the target was black women when we wrote the brief. Um, the idea was about connecting with black women uh, and reflecting their truths. I think what we learned in the execution is the mind-opening, kind of mind-blowing aspect of reflecting that truth really happened with non-African-American consumers. Mm -hmm. And so there was this crossover um, interest and uh, I'd say generally, you know, like... Appeal, maybe? Appeal? Uh, right appeal's not know. really the I don't word. Know. I don't know what the word, word is. But yeah. it's it's like, intrigue. whoa, intrigue. intrigue yeah. um, and when white people <laughs> were like, oh my gosh, I've said some of these things and I didn't realize. Or I never knew that, mm -hmm. you know, this was the talk. My talk mm -hmm. was about birds and bees. I didn't know that the talk included <laughs> how to deal with race. Um, um, things so, could be so simple for some. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that was a big thing. analogy. What the hell the birds and the bees doing? <laughs> <laughs> where, where does that go? Our conversations was you bet, you bet <laughs> not. Okay, um, you need to get home. Never had it. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was, uh, I think, the positive that a lot of the engagement drew was like an awareness that this is happening every day and it's been happening for so long, and that in the slightest ways you are perpetuating or even receiving some of these uh, aggressions. Right. Jesus. All right. Mm. But again, to look, anything, anything else y'all need to get off your chest first? I will say um, one thing that you mentioned, Brenner, was about partners. And I think it's that same kind of 
kind of taking that chance and uh, shout out to Mike Warner and Igami Group, who was incredibly instrumental in this. Who you guys? That was Igami and a. That was Igami and Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. They brought the idea. The yeah. whole I, the That's board awesome. was built on yeah. oh, okay. Pretty for a Black Girl. Wow. And it's it's so dope to see that. I mean, Mike's been doing his thing for some time, but like again, those choices where this kind of happens, it's just kind of wash and re, you know repent, re, repeat and rinse um, with kind of regular vendors, Don't right? Repent. You know, I know <laughs> <laughs> repent. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it's like the same vendors get the same opportunities over and over and over, you know. And so for that to have to to jump into that arena and to win what is like platinum, right, Grand Prix is huge and sets the stage for what are the the projects to come for Igami and the people that they can hire now and the people they can put in positions of power. So I think it really resonated so deeply. It was such beautiful work. Yeah, it was important to our team that everyone across the disciplines was recognized for the work. So. Uh, the media team, the creative team, the PR team, um, really every every discipline won and was recognized, and that was really important in the outcome from an industry perspective. And that was a was that a <laughs> That's lovely it, lovely clap. We got 140 awards. You know, <laughs> so that was a I was was that a diversification of their agency roster by bringing in Agami? No, Igami had been on My Black is Beautiful for some time. Got it. Okay. Um, and and many of the other players too, Burrell, et cetera. And mm-hmm. so it was not that they were new to the work, but as God has said, that new work came as a result of now being recognized and having a high awareness among the okay. uh, creative community. Um, um uh, detour real quick. Uh, do y'all think in general, non multicultural focused agencies can do good multicultural work? Is it pencils in the room? I would say mm-hmm. it, de- it really depends yeah. in the room, and obviously their their understanding of cultural nuances, sensitivities, it, and if if they have that understanding, I think it can, good work can come out of it. But it really depends on, on who's in the room, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I go back to like it can't be a homogeneous group of people. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have agencies that have majority just women on the team, and I'm just like that might skew things to one opinion mm-hmm. or one wi- one side of thinking versus mm-hmm. have a little bit diversity mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, background, experience, those kind of things. So I lean towards, like, having, you know, a very differentiated group of people. But I also don't think bringing on, like, just bringing on a black guy or bringing on whatever right. means that they're going to deliver, especially if that person is maybe not as talented as you would expect them to be just by them bringing them on, right? I'm, I'm going to be, like, totally honest. We can keep it real, right? Oh, it that's real? what the real right. holy field. Okay. Okay. So, Set it up. Represent for that BX. Set it up. So, you know, I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> oh, Lord. You're going to set me up. I love it. I'm going to be, like, totally honest. Like, I, there's been a lot of times where I've struggled with the idea of having a multicultural component because I knew that we were doing the work that nobody else would see, right? We were doing this work that was mattered so much, but it was, like, it just sometimes lent itself to, like, are we otherizing ourselves? Does that mean that... Gen pop general population for my <laughs> newer, my newbies in the ad world speak. Um, does that mean that that's always white and everything else is something else? It's other. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, are we perpetuating that by not demanding that this is one inclusive offering? This is one inclusive strategy with a group of diverse people. So I struggle a little bit sometimes with and I mean, you know, no shade to the incredible multicultural groups, departments who have gotten this work done for us. We wouldn't even see ourselves if it wasn't for this. But I wonder, is that the right way to continue forward? Does it does it kind of promote that otherization, if that's a word? I just so made? I'm with you on that. And I'll say the um, 
the agencies that have like wowed me in terms of like multicultural work, don't call it multicultural. The agencies that have wowed me in terms of millennial work, don't call it millennial. Mm. Like it, it it's is just, just good work, right? Yeah, it's good work. It's good work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. And, and, and even like and this is this is this is probably like a week or two becoming before becoming like a watched word, but like the word culture mm-hmm. is a word that we say amongst each other. You can't go into a you know, big corporation and say, I'm, I, I do stuff that's culture focused. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you, mm-hmm. it'd be like, what, multiculture? Mm-hmm. I, also think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I also think the use of cultural relevance or, you know, being culturally relevant is an overused term yeah. by agencies, mm-hmm. by brands. It by, is. It yeah. is. But I'm not even, I'm not even going in right. on that piece yet. Just the straight and, word. And yeah, 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 uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. But like, if you go to these companies that are focused on culture without like a word to replace it right now, they aren't saying these millennial, these multicultural, the way you are in these large corporations that don't have that representation the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Um, all right, cool, cool, cool. So let's go into the looks. Um, the look. I'm ready to go into Are we the doing look. a music break right now? <laughs> you want a music break? Oh, we can we got to insert our advertisers okay. at, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Advertisers. <laughs> Pay the bills. This is where <laughs> you're supposed to go. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I kind of caught you off guard. You caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm I'm, listen, I'm trying to get our bills paid, you know? I got student loans to pay still. For the song that Word. I want to play. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about the rest of y'all, but... All right, cool. <laughs> Emery wasn't cheap. There we go. Hey. This is where you go. <laughs> this is where you go. <laughs> Alicia Myers. You Alicia can be talking Myers. to black and brown people. <laughs> Come on. Waiting for uh, like goddess to like actually sing the song. She like knows every, every word. <laughs> over here. Trying to hold I, back. I was like, I don't know these words, but you feeling them over here. I'm with <laughs> it. Had the bass line and the accompaniment. I, yo, <laughs> the bassist was killing. We might enjoy. need to go on tour. <laughs> oh man, clean my house every Sunday to death. You got to. You got to. Hey, I got a playlist for you. Come on. I, gotta, I, gotta, <laughs> I want it. I got a playlist for you. Okay. <laughs> do share. Do yeah. share. It's called uh, what I just call it. 
Oh, shit. Uh, Playlist for that. <laughs> something like Funk Me Up or something like that. Yeah. 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 Is, it, uh, is Uptown up on there? Funk <laughs> no, oh, okay. I was hoping not. I was hoping not. Okay. Not to be cliche. So, the look. Uh, so, now, um, so I think we, we did a deep dive on the talk, and I'm not sure we gave the, the full setup, but I think there, there are virtues you could call this uh, the look a continuation of the work that was done on the talk. Um, so I wonder if it was birthed out of. There were some comments around the talk that asked about where the male uh, where the male component, where the father was mm-hmm. in those side. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm segueing to Verner as I'm saying mm-hmm. this. I mean, what was the honors from the talk to the look? Yeah, I mean, I think the there were a lot of comments, and um, you can imagine that the sentiment was uh, strong on both sides. Um, but one that we, one area of comment that we took really to heart was around the role of black father, the missing male voice, mm-hmm. um, the experience of having to talk with a father figure in your life. Um, and so from there, we wanted to take a step back and really make sure that we could have a compelling uh, presentation of the black male experience and not really think about it as, oh, version two of the talk where black men now have it. But mm-hmm. we want to do the same thing in reflecting um, a reality that black men experience uh, and can identify with, and one that also enlightens and opens the minds of those who are not black men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did a, a ton of work to try and figure out what that was and how to talk about that um, from the perspective of a black man and what he would want the world to see him as. Perfect. So um, going into just understanding the, the talk, um, Seems, seems as though positive reviews, everybody loved it. We all loved it. We all thought that it added a lot of value to the conversation that we're all having now. Um, two years later, um, the look launches about a month ago um, to very mixed reviews, uh, especially from people in this room. I think we all have our own opinions. <laughs> it wasn't mixed on his, his side. <laughs> it was clear. Some clear, <laughs> clear opinions. Um, so, Verna, we just wanted to understand. Hate it. Oh, <laughs> damn. Well, you, well, you got control of the drops. You get the drops. You know what's funny? Is some, a coworker said that at work about some creative today. That's really funny. Oof. Everybody was like, so all creatives in the room were like, Damn, damn, that's right. strong. <laughs> Living color. <laughs> you can't say that around creative. You know, they're, yeah, they're shit, sensitive but, about it. Yeah. But Mike, Since go ahead and pray it again. You ha- hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> so we're we gonna play. What, you, what, what are you gonna do? You gonna play it or? No, we we're actually gonna read some a uh, few ex- excerpts from the Ad Age article that was mm-hmm. published right after the video was um, went public a few a few months ago. Um, so here's an ex- excerpt from our adage um, ad. So Mark Pritchard, who is the C- uh, chief brand officer for Procter & Gamble, said, empathy can be particularly effective an-, an effective antidote to bias. And we created the look to, to change perspective, prompt personal introspection, and, uh, and bring uh, people together for a conversation to ultimately change hearts and minds. Um, so... The intent behind this campaign was all about, you know, bringing this conversation to, to, to surface, right? Representing the the black male voice, right? Good intentions. Um, I know firsthand PNG has been very uh, invested in this marketplace for many, many years, as you also know. So, talk to us a little bit about um, the the process behind the scenes, because um, I know you also had a lot to do with the research component of it. You were a brand manager at the time at PNG, so we would love your perspective um, on what went down and how this all came to be. Yeah, I mean, I think um, that quote really sets it up. It was a continued conversation about taking on biases that people face and doing that uh, one chapter at a time. And so this was really the next 
round of that. And um, the the process, you know, was taking some learnings that we had from the talk in terms of how to really think and reflect that experience um, in a very comprehensive way and trying to really show a, a deep complexity of character. Um, I think what, you know, there were different team members and different agencies and, you know, really trying to spread the work um, around in that way that made the execution obviously very different. Um, but I think what what stayed true is there are moments that you are not aware of that contribute to everyday biases that someone experiences. And whether they're intentional or not intentional, um, you are able to recognize those and decide to change how you want to interact in that scenario, especially as the non-black person in the scenario. Um, and so I think that the look was really trying to be um, eye-opening in that way. Um, and by focusing there, there may have been you know, m less focus on really reflecting that truth. Yeah, and just for those of you that uh, who have not seen the commercial on the look, I'll just read a, a quick description. Um, the look follows a black man throughout his day as he encounters a variety of looks that symbolize uh, barriers to acceptance. In the film, uh, the windows of a, in the film, uh, the the windows of a passing car are raised after his son waves to a young girl in the back seat. Occupants of an elevator seem to shut shut him down as he he approaches, and workers in a department store watch him with suspicion as he shops. For each scene, historical records and contemporary stories are provided at www.talkaboutbias.com. To spark discussion and understanding on how these small looks, whether intentional or not, can have a potentially bigger impact. The film ends with the line, let's talk about the look so that we can see beyond it. So Mike's blood is boiling while... Uh, <laughs> That's why I was trying to t signal to him, but his blood is boiling as you read the description of the ad. I'm just not, I'm not banging with it. So I'll, actually, I'll go ahead and get my juice out so, so y'all guys can go ahead and... and Reply and tell me how I'm wrong. Um, I, I, so you want to use what you used on LinkedIn? No. Yeah, I mean, Read let's, that. Let, let, let's be really, really clear. I, I've said more than one on one time, I don't fight with the police. Um, and that does not mean I don't love the people who contributed to it. That doesn't mean I don't love the effort. What it means is this is a piece of art, and this is a piece of art that's targeting and talking directly to me. So we're going to talk about it. So we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna break it down, and we're gonna break down some opinions on it. Um, I, I also don't hate the what, I hate the how. So love the idea of it, I don't like the execution of it. And the reason I don't like the execution are a few reasons. Um, one, I just, uh, when I saw, <laughs> I know go, go ahead Mike, just let, I, let everybody know how you feel. Okay. I, I literally struggled Therapy. to watch the entire two minutes or whatever it was of it, mm -hmm. the first time I saw it, because it was depressing. It literally looked like it just sucked to be a black man in America and that every aspect of your life. <laughs> I, I don't I, I, I feel like my life is very, very robust. Yes, there are <laughs> there are very dark robust. times. <laughs> yes, yes, there are dark times. There are things there are things that are going on in America that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's shit that all of us as, as black men are dealing with. But like to 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 symbolize my entire life, when you talk about like me walking to an elevator and then hurry up and closing again. Then I go to a restaurant and it's messed up. And then I go to a pool and it's messed up. And and then I'm supposed to be happy at the end of it when you scan the the uh, 
the the courtroom, and I guess I'm supposed to assume the black man was on trial, but then he's a judge, and it's like, oh, a black man can be a judge too. Like, that, <laughs> like that. You know what, you know what would be great if he <laughs> if he sentenced the. A white guy's life. That's where that's where that's where my mind went. Because I was kinda like, all right, is he's gonna win now, right? Like he's gonna get a W here. Like because everything else His W was that he had a job. I mean I I I I I, I didn't bang with that piece. <laughs> I, I, I felt like the entire thing was a can scrap. I didn't think that there was like any there was anything about PNG that had made me think that they were standing for this, and even in even in the context of the actual spot, they guide you to some website. Which, if you look up one, is unfinished. Two, it's like there's no SEO or any or any like uh, page search behind actually driving you there. Like there, nor do I want to go to a website and talk about unconscious bias. And then, like lastly, like I, I just, wow. yeah, like I, let I, her all out. I don't. This isn't really last. And, but we're gonna pretend. It's right. it. I know, I know. And then, lastly, I think I think when you go through an unconscious bias training, the one-on-one is that you never victimize the minorities who are in that room. Typically, when you have unconscious bias training, you might have like twenty white people and three or four color people of color. And you never make them traumatize them and make them put themselves through their experience at the expense of educating others. Because that is just perpetuating the entire cycle of making these people crucify themselves in order to to please you. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not even sure, like, when they developed these pieces, like, were they actually, okay, we're talking about unconscious bias, let's get an expert on unconscious biases. let's, let's Let's get somebody in this room, or was it just like, hey, we're black. We can, we can I mean, I think they it. tried to stretch the envelope, if I'm being objective. I think they tried to stretch the envelope further versus it being what may happen to, like, a, it was a lot of what may happen in the talk, right? In terms of, like, what you may experience, you might go to jail, you might do, that might happen versus what is actually being experienced. That's my thought process of if I was on the other end and I was, you know, leading the charge on this, I think they wanted to go a little bit further. However, to your point, I think the difference between the talk and the look is that it's a, it's one perspective, right? So it's right. like a, a Monday uh, got this look on the elevator, Tuesday got this look <laughs> at the diner, th- Wednesday got it's a little little bit od, right? Versus versus it's different different time periods, different time different periods, people, yeah. It was different time, like that was an important part too. There yeah. was different time periods of it being a perpetual sure, thing across the Yeah, uh, I don't think it was as I don't think it was as meticulously thought out as mm. the first iteration. Agree. And you said well, the some, first one came from a platform. No, no, my my that, black is beautiful. Thousand yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit more focused, but I also felt like I th- I feel like they were careful, even regardless of the fact that there was a you know a focal point for it, right? And and my thing is, there was only one kind of black person. Mm-hmm. Yes, like <laughs> not a monolith, but not all dark skinned black men. <laughs> That's number one. Number two. There was no words, and that for me, it was the look. It. Though it was, it was, yeah. it was the look. But for me, it's like that's fair. I'm with you on that. I think for me, when you think about all the things that black men deal with, the look is the least of my worries. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't. We got feel, a mean ass look. We get the look. You'll turn around real quick all the time. Yeah, the, yeah, look, yeah. the look doesn't bother me per se. What bothers you, Stu? 
I think that there's so many other aspects. Honestly, if they would have taken if they would have taken the talk and flipped it and put dudes in it, I would have felt way better about it yeah. than I did. Mm. Because then at least it's like maybe it's different things that you know black dads have to say to their mm-hmm. daughters and their sons where you know the the intonation the tone is still mm-hmm. different even though it's different parents right like your mm-hmm. mom might say something and your dad might say the same thing in a completely different way mm-hmm. yeah and i think that that could have been a very interesting like juxtaposition Absolutely. as to how to mm-hmm. address the different issues as opposed to you know the look and and you said some verna you said something really impactful for me where and it kind of put it in context for me um don't look at it as version two. Like it's not volume two. It's like the next chapter in these stories that we're telling. And so when you say it like that, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, I didn't love that chapter. I love the first chapter, <laughs> but I didn't love that chapter. Yeah. But the book is still being written. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm good with that. I, I just want to. I, 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 I want you to get in your bag. But I just want to co-sign <laughs> real quick on one thing uh, Stu said because you talked about one diversity of black man, which I feel like Morehouse taught, taught me that piece. Hmm. Uh, so it. it, it there's just one type of black man. Mm-hmm. And with that, to your point of like not feeling... In the, New York. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, in New York. <laughs> and and to your point about like receiving the look isn't the worst part. Like I didn't go go in on that piece because I know I don't look like every other black man. So like it, I'm not going to judge my my situation of the look of sure. everybody else. But when I open my mouth, where, where I am, mm-hmm. when, when I'm walking, when I'm talking, like it's very evident that I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. So like and the aspect of like what being a black man is... Mm-hmm wasn't representative to me in, in, in that, that spot at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's really interesting for me to hear this. Um, it's really great feedback. I mean, I'm not a black man. Here we go. Making sure we oh, <laughs> get our identity <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, I, you know, but I will say, like, I did get a chance to work um, with this team and at Procter & Gamble from the, the Twitter side a little bit and see mm-hmm. just how devoted they were to it. And I think I think that's a fair criticism for sure, Mike, about – just feeling maybe like it was a broken, uh, it didn't close the loop. I think that's fair. Yeah, the yeah. website, I think, yeah. and, and knowing that there's more intentions there and maybe there was, you know, some some waiting periods in the communication, I think there's more to come there for sure. Um, but I will, I think what's interesting for me is having worked with this and really been trying to dig into through our platform and really trying to listen and understand how black men resonated with this. It's interesting to me to just hear you guys, I don't know, it seems like, the maybe the personal experience as it didn't it didn't resonate with you but then you kind of drop you kind of drop the entire idea so like for me i don't know there's i think that that's what's happened with us not being represented in so much advertising mm-hmm. that we're looking for one piece to do right. all the things to and be it's the like roots. we right. have to right. be like you guys remember that we see commercials all the time that don't speak directly to yeah. us no, you know I, and so I, 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 that's that one piece yeah. of advertising and i think yeah. that's the unfair like heaviness that we put on this work is that guys that was one piece right and you don't look like that man, and that isn't your experience. And we're already kind of given that heaviness. So I want to just be clear yeah. about the fact that mm-hmm. there's hundreds of commercials with mm-hmm. white families and white mm-hmm. men, and they don't right. do that because yeah. they're not expecting for one piece to do everything. So I do want to think about that. Um, I think the talk did that, though. The difference between the two. Let's you see what I'm saying? Let's like, I, I, and I know it's unfair to compare the right. two, right. but I, I will say that I feel like the talk made me feel mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't represented, I was still like, holy shit, my heart. No, but the difference between the talk <laughs> and the look is that there was different perspectives in the talk versus the look. The look right. was That one, by itself. The look, was, yeah. that's what I think fundamentally every, everybody was expecting. I, I understand what you're saying, right. uh, Goddess, about like, you know, we're, we're putting a lot of 
pressure against one piece of right. advertising right. or one piece of art um, because of the lack of representation. I think that's super like important to note, like because of the lack of right. representation is that we're looking for a lot in one piece. Right. But it was almost like, damn, I just wish they would have just lifted and shifted and, what worked. And I'm not de- de- yeah, like I'm one. not defending it or not. Like you know, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. part of the creative process. I I actually I liked it when I first saw it before it hit. The other thing to me that's interesting too is that the judge portion to me is one of the pieces that pissed the most people off and for me it was a creative irony the the idea was not about him having a job or what the job Mm -hmm. was the idea that he judged people all day and as he was being judged i just thought it was kind of a closed Mm -hmm. the loop and a creative irony. that part never came to me until you just said it and that was that's that's what i thought it was just the irony of you've been judged all day and you are your job is to judge yeah which is why if you would have Give the guy life at the end. I would have been like, well, oh, yeah, right. you know, maybe that's hard too. Like, that's Inception that's level thirteen too. right there, guys. <laughs> that's deep. Score one for the good guy. I, that was my that was my take though. That that could have been off. I don't know. That was great. No. So I I agree with you. Um, I didn't hate the spot. I actually think that it delivers value for a lot of people. You know, the ones, this group in here, in this room, we live and breathe marketing and advertising. So we have that next level of judgment when it comes to creative. But there's a lot of people that, you know, live in the South, in the Midwest, in the West Coast, that are not as as exposed to powerful black men in this city who may seem, who may see this commercial for the first time and say, wow, somebody acknowledges that that happens to me. Right. So some people know that this is really happening to me. And how do I deal with that? So I do think that the commercial serves a purpose for a lot of people that don't see themselves uh, represented. And also, you know, I think it's again, it's just one piece of creative, Um, you know, going back to how much time PNG has invested in multiculturalism and in this marketplace. I think we need to give them a little bit more credit. You know, do they get it right? Maybe not entirely right. But I think the fact that they're trying and they're putting together these pieces of creative I think is important for the marketplace especially especially (laughs) no especially when when we see so many brands messing up left and right it's true all day and I mean like please no like again like I I defer to black men for what it feels like how you how it resonated with you that that's what's important but I do I I think one of the things that was important to me when even just being brought in to, to talk about the project was that you know, the table around, you know, we're sitting around a conference table at PNG and everybody's black. The effort and table, I appreciate. Yes. And I want to be very clear on that. Yeah. And then I think that's something that you said. I I think there's, there's a million different other ways you still could have gone with that. You could Mm -hmm. have had a group of fathers with their sons and Mm -hmm. coaching and there's Mm -hmm. all these different things that, something that's inspirational. All these different elements that, because even, even in, in the talk, and I, I hate bringing this back because it's like, for me, the talk is so perfect that I I, I find no flaws from it, mm-hmm. honestly. But when you take a look at that that piece <laughs> of creative, there was aspects of it where it was like uplifting. Yeah, yes, you can do everything yep. that they can yeah. do. You yep. just gotta work a little right. harder. It was a you, tough time in life that they showed how to break through and something yes. bigger from us. Yeah. And, and and regardless of and regardless of where you were from, that was going to resonate. Period. Right. Like it didn't matter where right. you were from. You either heard one of these lines or something that inspired you to be like, oh, I can do this. Versus this reminding me, like, the look is reminding me about Subway Susan every day. Yeah. 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 You know Barbecue and, Becky. And, Barbecue and, Becky. Y'all, and, and y'all, got, y'all got the John Blaze Hot Girl Summer one. And then we got the one that missed the mark. Right. So I'm like, damn. I know what, what happened. happened. I know what happened. So Verna left to PNG. <laughs> and then oh, shit no. went downhill. Oh, no. <laughs> right. I was just like, give it to me, Mike. <laughs> So, so, 
They got, Love they, you. They got the new men in black. Wine, black yeah. It's almost like that. It's, just, it's like what's the like calm takeaway, right? The communication right. takeaway. Like from the talk, I took away like breakthrough and rise above from the look I got. This is what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, see, like, I mean let's go, but let's go back to the brief yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that you yeah, had a really sure. good point, too. Like, That's true. Let's go back to the brief. brief. That's yeah. a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. We're doing flyover states. We got to talk to everybody mm-hmm. in, in you know, 90 seconds to 120 seconds. So what does that lift look like? You know, and, mm-hmm. and damn it, that shit ain't always all right. No. It's not. There are some fucking days like that. Right. Mm-hmm. You let them know. You know what right I mean? Right Maybe all that shit don't happen in one day, mm-hmm. but, that, but that is part of the experience that often we are told that's not what happens and that's not true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that, again, do, do we have to have uplifting all the time, too? I get it's a drag, but is that part of the truth that we need to show in some yeah, of the narratives? But, we, but it goes back to, like, the, a lot of L's, man. It, it goes back to, but it goes back to like. Uh, it was a judge, though. What was it? It was a Me Too ad, right? So remember, Gillette put oh, out the, Gillette. Me, the Me Too yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. It was, toxic it masculinity. Was, yeah, oh. it talked about toxic masculinity, but there was any. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to say the right way to yeah, say it. Wasn't, the wasn't just me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was action toxic masculinity. Men being trash. Yeah, men being yeah. yeah, trash. It was but men the, too. But the message was. <laughs> Y'all went in the room. I was saying something The message was men being trash. There wasn't anything to break beyond that. I don't know. I thought it challenged men to be better than trash. To to stop the habits that that make that. That's not what I got from it. That's not what I got from it. Really? Well, I didn't get from the other. I got men are trash, which they are, but that was all I got. But but the fathers teaching their sons differently. I I felt it was a little random. I I didn't hate it. Like I'm not. I'm putting energy towards it. I know. I know what they were trying to accomplish, and it was the right message. It, It felt a little. Like preachy, yeah. I, they, I just they didn't know where it came it. from. They needed to wrap it in yeah. "My Black Is Beautiful" mm-hmm. for it to really mm-hmm. like resonate, and it had to be mm-hmm. like, be the example or something that you know, or be better, whatever that be was great. gonna be, whatever it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Like it needed to be encapsulated in that. I'm, okay. I'm just saying, I'm looking for chapter three to be better in this book. Okay. That's all. Yeah. yeah, I will say that Fair there's point. there's two two things I think are important to acknowledge. One, the Getting this work done, period, it's in the corporate absolutely. America, global work advertising. So I, I fully celebrate that people stayed committed and worked on it. Mm-hmm. And even if it didn't hit all the marks, um, I know how hard it was to mm-hmm. get people to invest dollars and um, really think about bringing this to market. The second thing I'll say that gives me a lot of... Um, encouragement for future chapters is the research. So I was involved with the research part, not the creative part, not the in-market execution, but the research was so robust. Um, It was the first real work to truly just understand a black man's life. And um, definitely the way you all have reacted here was a part of what we learned about how black men wanted to see themselves Mm -hmm. celebrated, um, positive, non-threatening, you know, really, again, all the complexities that every other human is afforded, but that box is so small for black men. And um, from that work, we were able to identify all of these different phases of black men in America, and many of them were positive um, because that's what they wanted the world to see. Um, yes, there are all these other images that are not positive, and some of them are real, but... Uh, you know, that's that's what we see mo- more of. And nobody's telling mm-hmm. um, the everyday man, not the Barack, not the mm-hmm. Kobe, not the LeBron, not, you know, any of the famous people, but just the everyday man who's a good dad, a good husband, who's a good community contributor, um, hard worker, has everyday aspirations like the rest of us. Um, that would be nice. 
I think that that was mm-hmm. that was really encouraging to me. Yeah. It fundamentally changed my life. Like now yeah. I'm just like black men everywhere, are so beautiful. <laughs> Not that it wasn't. But even that if way, they, but, but even if they, if you did the look and it was like a person in New York, a black man in New York, a black man in Alabama that you know owns his own form, farm, highlight or, that, or a, you know a black actor that's mm-hmm. going to the set to do X one. Like even if it was more that, it would have even encapsulated way more. Right. Yeah. And I right. get you have a small amount of time, but we have to we have to. We have to do that. That work is important because black people aren't a monolith. We we right. they right. come in shades that look like me. They come in shades that look like Mike. And we all do a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I, and I want that to be more the narrative. If if the look is going to be what it was, that that's something I would have liked to see. Yeah, more. right. I mean, it was able to be done in the talk, right? So I think it did yeah, and it could then. definitely be done in the future. Potentially, I think I mean, I'm excited to see what's next. Right? Chapter yeah. three, baby. I'm ready to go. Three. So many good insights. <laughs> so so yeah. many good insights. Shout to, to, to the drive homie, from. Uh, Damon Jones too. Yeah. <laughs> Really hard any, any the boss. Yeah. <laughs> any more shout outs y'all want to give? Hey, we appreciate y'all for I doing the work. Yeah, absolutely. Got to start the name drop. Everybody. Hey, first of all, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. God, my savior. This is not the Source yeah. Awards, ma'am. <laughs> all in the video. Oh, my all God. in the video. <laughs> Oh man, I do want to say we're probably the only people talking about this. I don't think I, I think only marketers are talking about this. <laughs> and shout out to the teams, man. That, that's hard work to do, but right. without you know black people, we just gonna forgive you feedback. Right. That's just what it oh, is. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk we, shit, we want man. you to because we want excellence. We want you to be I, great. I want to see more of this creative out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's say yo weak ass, ugly ass, <laughs> don't relate to me ass. <laughs> I, I don't do no fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is marketing misfits episode. 15. I am Mike Summers. Duke Cornelius. Goddess Rivera. Ryan Chappelle. Yes. Verna Coleman. Check us out next time. Thank you guys. around